0: Live. 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 live catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za I guess first things first, when I read this uh, um, um, research note as well as report, I sat back thinking this is actually very true. We have a heightened level of women within the population in South Africa and fundamentally we're not adequately ensuring that we tap into their skill set. And then I sat back and I thought to myself, hold on, but are we adequately skilled as women right across the spectrum? And maybe that's a good point for us just to start uh, as we contextualize the findings from the report.
1: Yeah, that's a great place to start. And I think that putting the report into context is is very important. So as you said earlier, you know, we've got the skills shortage in South Africa, the second biggest economic growth crisis to load shedding. And then the data is really interesting around female talent. So we have more female graduates uh, graduates graduating from tertiary institutions than men. Across Africa, we have 47% of all graduates now being female in the STEM skill sets. And just taking the 2023 metric results, 66% of all the distinctions were achieved by by women. So what we're seeing globally, not just in South Africa, is, is you've got this large entrance of a female workforce entering the workplace that is skilled, that is um, is, is educated, uh, from a tertiary point of view, and this will continue to grow. And the context of this report, both now and in the future, is to say business this change is happening in the workplace and are you ready for it and do you know how to adapt to this growing female workforce? Mm. And um, in that context is is what we'd written this report around, which was was we went and interviewed over 2,600 skilled women in South Africa to really understand what it is that they needed in the workplace at this time. And
0: let's unpack some of that. Uh, What are the fundamental needs that we have
1: as women in the workplace? Well, what's fascinating is is, is that... um, there's so many misconceptions around working women and working mothers in particular. And what the, some of the findings that we came out of this report was is that 98% of the women that we interviewed said, we want to work. Yes. So if anybody had any misconceptions around the fact that women do or don't want to work, the reality is 98% want to work. And of that, 78% actually want to grow in their careers. So we know that they're ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that 80% of women in this country have dependents of which 38 percent are sole income earners so we have a large number of sole income earners and single-headed female households in fact in south africa we've got more female-headed households than we have male-headed households sure. and so the 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 need the number one need um, when people are either looking for a job or looking for benefits is salary Um, for women is, is they are financially driven. One, because of the the dependency side of things, all the dependents that rely on them. Secondly, they they need to contribute towards family finances, and then a sense of contribution back to society, Mm. which is really interesting. Um, And then Gugu, if I can, is just touch on some other really interesting insights that have come out of the report, which was that We have seen the debate around, um, you know, should we go back into office? Is it hybrid? Is it remote? Is, you know, where do we land? And um, the report unpacks it um, a little bit more into demographics. But what we see overall is, is that the majority of women want to work in a hybrid manner. And that's despite um, dwelling type, Despite age, uh, despite many factors, the majority of women are not necessarily looking for remote work. They're definitely not looking for full time in office work, but they ideally are looking for hybrid. And that's because of this need and to balance what is, you know, the demands of the of the female household, um, especially where they are, are heading it up. Um, and then also what took us by surprise, we've seen this post-COVID, but now the data is really showing it, is is that the majority of women are wanting full-time hours, 55% of women are looking for full-time hours in sure. their work, largely being driven by a financial need.
0: And I think that tells us something, right? We're not just about brunches and mimosas, though that's great on a weekend. (laughs) But actually, we're happy to contribute a full day's worth of work and sometimes even going beyond the call of duty. And and this is really important because it does speak to a level of productivity because employment is one thing, but productivity is ultimately what drives uh, the growth of the business, the growth of the individual, and of course, sustainability in the economy. Do we find that through the report and maybe even feedback from employers that women perhaps do have a heightened level of productivity in the workplace?
1: So, Google, I don't have any specific um, data to support on productivity. But what we do know is, is that uh, what employers value about women is, is, is that they're highly committed, um, particularly if they are, have dependents. So there's a, a level of commitment that they get. That, and then high levels of collaboration, attention to detail, uh, loyalty, um, and they're skilled. I mean, you just have to look at the tertiary education numbers to realize just how many women are coming out with um, the skill sets that that business needs. And so we really are trying to highlight through this report, uh, which can be downloaded in full from our website, that um, business should take note of a future workforce that can be and is willing to be highly productive. Provided you pay them well, you know we looked at the barriers to career growth, mm-hmm. and um, number one by far was lack of internal opportunities, um, and then as, and then pay discrimination came up, um, and we know that the pay gap between male and female in this country still exists, and so women well, are looking for fair pay and equal you know equal wages.
0: Definitely. I'm so glad that you you highlight this. uh, And for those who've just joined us, we are in conversation with Philippa Geard, who's the uh, founder of Recruit My Mom. If you don't know them just yet, log on to their website, recruitmymom.co.za, a recruitment agency that offers uh, skilled jobs for skilled moms uh, in a variety of aspects. And this report that we're reflecting on is one called the Working Woman Report released today, giving us some findings into how best we actually need to tap into the skills force of women uh, to address the country's skills shortage. And one of the other insights that I really, really was intrigued by, Philippa, is probably one that we often hear about often, most often when it comes to women, uh, pregnancy and parenthood. Uh, That women's careers get derailed by pregnancy and parenthood uh, and that even at times it uh, affects their levels of, of productivity. But from what I'm reading here, career pauses are actually what we're looking at and that doesn't always have a significant impact on the retention of women in the workplace. Because as you've mentioned, most women have expressed that they want to work more so when they have dependents.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, um, you know, our data shows that 49% of women have had a career pause in their life, and 95% of them return to work. And there's a stigma around having gaps on one CV, and or um, there's a perception that if a woman has taken a break um, to either raise her family or to look after her parents or, or other relations, et cetera, et cetera, is, is that uh, her skill sets will become redundant. But but that's not what we're finding. We're finding that um, they're wanting to come back to work. They are aspiring to do well in their careers. And what our recommendation in the report is, is if you're willing to to engage them through those pauses, is, is, is that you can take them from being junior and middle management all the way through to senior management mm-hmm. without them having to leave. And second of all, if you're looking to bring in really good senior talent, is bring them in after a career pause and give them the training and development that they might need just to upskill not around all the experience they've already garnered through the years before, but just on whatever the latest technology is. And we've just seen women fly um, when, when business does this. And so um, taking a, a fresh look at career pauses and not seeing them as a negative, but seeing them again as an opportunity for businesses that are honestly crying out and saying, hey, number two crisis for us for economic growth is skills shortages.
0: Mm. I'm so glad you mentioned this because it also does speak to uh, that networking, the importance of uh, coaching and support that is offered in the workplace, especially after a career pause or just through the duration of a woman's career. Uh, Help us understand how you viewed the importance of um, the, the removal of the barriers to career advancements.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's absolutely. I mean, it's it's essential. The um, the number two barrier, which I think I may have said was pay discrimination, is actually lack of mentorship and networking um, that women perceive as being a a barrier to career development. And and I think that again, well, I know, I don't think that if business just put in formal structures Mm -hmm. to enable women to be mentored, enable them to find formal networks in which to engage, they will thrive and they'll be highly productive and excellent employees um and it's you know it really is and and I really do appreciate you having me on air gugu because this is really about um let's break down the misconceptions out there around working women and working mothers mm. um because they're serious about their careers and they actually can provide you with an incredible opportunity for your business if you want to grow with good talent
0: 100%. I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned this. And I, I, I have long been a client of, of your platform and I uh, love the work that you do. And, of course, much of the research that you're able to pull out uh, on the back of, of the impact that you have on, on many South African women. And uh, what I'm also keen to understand, not related to the report, Philippa, but just the impact that you've witnessed that um, a heightened Focus on employment and skills development of women really has on South African households. Because it's great to take a look at the macroeconomic dynamics as we have, but understanding the influence on their societies, on their homes, on their own livelihoods, surely yeah, that absolutely. Makes me feeling for culture,
1: uh, right? No, it's it's enormous. You know, um, um <laughs> I'm generally a person who speaks much about hope and positivity, but I can't not touch on the whole gender-based violence issue in South Africa. And, um, you know, um, if a woman is financially independent... Um, she's able to get out of situations where otherwise she wouldn't be able to get out of. And the feeling of being able to contribute to the household finances, to be able to help the partner, um, you know, the 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 statistic around women who are supporting their partners, I think it's 23% of, um, of mothers are supporting their partners in South Africa. So they, you know, their husbands or their partners. Um, it, it, just the sense of self-worth, confidence, um, economic worth. And then ultimately, contribution to our economy is is enormous. Spending power on children. We know that when women have money in, the, in their hands, they spend it on children, they spend it on the household, they generally will spend it on good things. Um, and and that's good for everybody. It's good for society. Um, and so the impact is is enormous. 100%.
0: Philippa, long may the success and the influence and impact you have on the livelihoods of South African women and their families last, uh, continue uh, being a, uh, a champion for change in the country. We truly appreciate your time. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.